present future. And so that's what I'm going to talk about just at the start this morning. I'm going to talk about where we've been as spiritual people, as spiritual or people of faith, where we've been since Easter Sunday, all the way through last Sunday, which do y'all remember what the name of the feast that we celebrated last Sunday is? It starts with a P and it rhymes with rent-a-cost. Pentecost, right. Yep, that's right. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks for the help. <clears throat> awesome. Knuckles. Boom. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's what we know on Easter Sunday is that we as people of faith, as spiritual people, we get introduced to life as human beings in this area of living that I call profoundly spiritual. It starts with the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus, who dies on Friday, on Sunday morning, wakes up, comes out of the tomb, and begins to walk among us again. It is a profoundly spiritual moment. And yet, at the same time, Jesus is just human. He's also just a human being, what I like to call utterly material, or maybe we would just say more normal. And we as human beings live on this, this scale of profoundly spiritual to utterly material. Now, what does that mean? Do y'all know what that means? No, y'all don't know what that means. I haven't described it to you yet, but I'm going to right now. So if I move over to this side of the scale, which is the what side? The profoundly spiritual side, right? Yeah, thanks for reminding me, Beckett. So if I move over to this profoundly spiritual side of the scale, what do I mean by that? I mean those experiences that we have when we feel warm and held and inspired and empowered. It might look like that time when maybe you're struggling a bit and then you land in your mom's lap in her embrace and even, even without words to settle you down, you feel it, right? You can feel it in your heart. Yes? Do you know what I'm eating? Maybe, maybe it's also like on a hot summer day when you've been playing in the park, you're thirsty, you're sweaty, you're having so much fun, and then all of a sudden the St. John's Episcopal Church ice cream bike shows up and gives you that popsicle that you have been dying for, right? You feel that like this day just could not have gone any better. Yes? You with me? You with me? For the most part, you're with me. Are you with me? You're with me. You know that experience when our hearts are made full and soft, and we feel held, held by something that is beyond our understanding. Yes, you're with me. You know this. You feel it maybe at the base of the Tetons. You feel it maybe on the summit of the grand. That experience where we know we're still living as human beings, but all of a sudden we know we have this inner sense that we are part of something bigger. 
then what does this utterly material side of our faith looks like? It looks like the stuff that we do to support one another. Let me ask you, do any of you have friends? No? Yeah, okay. We've got some kids with friends over here, a few over here. Do any of you, have you ever experienced a time when maybe your friend was having a tough day? Yeah, maybe like, yeah, totally. Didn't do their homework, fell down on the playground, not having the best day. And what do we do? What do we do when our friends are, yeah, Lily, what do you do? Yeah, we help them out. We encourage them. We're kind to them. We show them compassion. Have any of you had a bad day? Yeah, from time to time. And you know you've had that experience where another human being on that day that was not particularly the best interrupted that tough day cycle and came to you with kindness and compassion and love. And all of a sudden... A bad day turns to an okay day. Or a bad day turns to maybe even a good day. Yes? Are you still with me? Are you with me? No, Beckett's no. No. Are you with me? Do you have a sense that we as people of faith have to live along this broad spectrum of encountering the profoundly spiritual also while at the same time living in the utterly material. That's the work of Easter. And it all comes to a head last Sunday in that, that feast that starts with a P. Pentecost, that's right. That feast, when Jesus' disciples and some other followers in the room, all of a sudden they hear a what? A loud wind. Right, wind, not a bell, wind, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. They hear the loud wind and all of a sudden fire comes down on their heads. Wind and fire, two very material things coming in an utterly spiritual way. And then they're speaking each other's languages. It's this crazy experience. And the people who are watching this happen, they have no, no, no idea what's going on. And then there's this guy, Peter, and Peter stands up and it says, Peter speaks with bold urgency. And he says like, no, this is not craziness. This is not silliness happening. This is God's spirit come down on you and me so that we might know that we are powerful and loving people created in the image of, in the likeness of God. It's the moment when the Holy Spirit comes to dwell with people just like little old you and little old me. No, just like us. Are you with me? Are you still with me? Do you have this sense that that's this moment in time where the love of God and the work of God in the world is transferred over? transferred over to little old you and little old me. It's the moment in time on the timeline when God's work in the world becomes our work 
don't hear what I'm not saying. It doesn't mean that God's spirit is not with us. We know that it is, right? Because the wind blows and the campfire burns. We know that God's spirit is still with us in all that we do, but the love, the love and compassion and kindness of God, it's ours to give. And Peter This guy, one of Jesus' favorite, gets up and says with bold urgency on that day that the work is ours. And he invites us into that work. Okay, that's the past. And now today, the first thing that we hear from the story, and this is important. This is really important, y'all. Are you listening? Are you listening? This is important. What we hear from the scriptures, mostly from this lesson that we have from Paul's letter to the church in Rome, what we hear from the scriptures is this work of God that we have to do, it's full of great days and it's full of some hard days too. Good days and bad days. If we're having a bad day, it doesn't mean that God's not with us. It just means We're having a bad day. And Paul goes on to say with this kind of beautiful line that we didn't necessarily hear in this translation, but we hear in the traditional translation where he says, suffering that bad day produces endurance. It makes us stronger. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Endurance, that grit that we get from having bad days, makes us more whole human beings, able to span this timeline, this this spectrum that we're talking about here. And character, character produces hope. On those bad days, when we begin to struggle, when we're partnering with the Spirit, we can still be hopeful. We can be hopeful that all will be okay. Now, here's what, I got a question for you guys. I got a question. Y'all listening? Are y'all listening? Yep, I know that you are. I can feel it. We've had some bad days the last couple years, right? Yeah. School wasn't exactly what you wanted it to be, was it? No. Maybe you had to wear a mask and you couldn't see your friend's smiles. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you couldn't do the sports that you like to play. Maybe you couldn't go visit your grandparents or things like that. We've had some bad days, haven't we? Yeah. And then that's been compounded, right? With strife in our culture. You know, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle we're on, but we know that we're torn apart, that there is a tear in the fabric of our culture. And then what we've also experienced is a real measure of violence, right? An uptick, and it's troubling to all of us. But the message that we receive on this day and over the course of the 50 days of Easter is that the work of God's love in the world is our work. Our work is to bring this culture here in our families, here in our church, here in our community of Jackson Hole, here in the state of Wyoming, here in the United States of America, here on the globe, Our work is to bring people back together. And we know how we connect them through love, kindness, compassion, gentleness, patience, self-control. Those gifts of the Spirit. 
That's the work that we have. I've been trying to figure out, you know, we're going to talk about our summer theme. Do you know this? And we're going to have the big reveal. Are you ready? Are you sure? Are you ready? Are you sure? As I was thinking about this, and honestly, as I was distressing about the reality, the context that we find ourselves in today, I was thinking, man, man, we need peace. We need peace in our culture. We need peace in our families. We need peace in our community. We need peace in our schools. We need peace in our country. And not a tepid, passive peace. Peace like a river, like the river that made this valley in which we are so privileged to live. Did you know the river carved this valley? You did, Parker. I know you did. You're a smart kid. Did you know? We need peace like a river, not tepid peace, not passive peace, but forceful peace. Peace that can carve and show us a way forward. And so that's our summer theme, peace like a river. We're going to immerse ourselves over the course of the next 75, 80, 85, 90, 95 days in this effort of bringing peace to our culture. And in order to do that, in order to do that, we have to bring the profoundly spiritual and the utterly material together, right? We know that we need a little trick to help us keep this in the front part of our mind. And so I'm going to give you all something, and I'm going to invite you into some action. Don't go yet. In my hand is a bar of soap. It's dove soap. On the package of Dove Soap, yeah, Lily, what's up? I'm going to get there, right? Just give me a chance, man. I'm getting there. I'm going to tell you. So do you all remember that Dove is also a symbol for the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I thought you did. I thought you did. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a bar of Dove Soap. And on the back of this soap is written just a simple prayer. The prayer goes like this. God of love, I ask you to bring peace to my life, peace to my family, peace to our church, peace to our community, peace to our nation, peace to our world. Make me a peacemaker and a love spreader in all that I do. Amen. We've gotten pretty good. Wait, we're not done yet. We're not done. We're not done. We've gotten pretty good over the last couple years at washing our hands, right? So I'm asking you to put this bar of soap right by the sink where you wash your hands the most. And when you wash your hands, or when you wash your hands and your face in the morning at night, I'm inviting you to join me, to join us together to pray this prayer. That engages the profoundly spiritual side of what we do. I have no idea what comes 
in the utterly material side of our work as peacemakers. But because of the good days and the bad days that I have on the profoundly spiritual side, I know I am hopeful. I have faith that the utterly material will manifest itself. Kiddos, church, will you join me? Will you join me in this peacemaking, love-spreading effort over the course of the summer? I know that you will. Amen. All right, guys, you want to help me pass this out? Everybody needs some soap.